Welcome to the My Rules of Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, I had been planning on recording a podcast over the weekend, but today I listened to an amazing podcast, primarily because it featured me. But the Loco Ludus podcast, Barney Dicker outdid himself with regards to audio editing. He transported me back to a slightly more irascible time, early December, maybe mid-December, perhaps early December, 2019. And to hear that audio again, but with all the irascibility taken out, perfection in podcast form. So congratulations. I don't know what we call him, whether it's Professor Ludelman or the Lud Professor or what we call him. But anyway, Barney's work here was just absolutely exceptional. And I'm going to be talking with him when he gets back from the UK in a kind of mid-March time frame, I think, just covering a wide variety of bases left off from the prior discussions on this podcast, and maybe even talking about some of the topics that were too hot to include in his own podcast. In particular, this idea, I'm going to just float it out there, that there is no critical analysis associated with rule systems in the wargaming, well, let's put it further, in many of the gaming hobbies, there's no criticality in review of these systems. Now, I used to have a series of games that I reviewed poorly in front of my eyes, but I've actually removed them from my field of view as I do this particular podcast. I'm just looking desperately. There's got to be something I've given a bad review to. Oh, well, yeah. There's a variety of old war game rules that I see in a corner there. Well, we'll get to them, perhaps. But just this notion of immense positivity. Everyone's making money. It's all wonderful. This kind of hyper-catalyst, hyper-positive thing. The irony is that people have always leveled this, particularly after the the purge in White Dwarf after the, what is it, 85? Number 85, White Dwarf? Anyway, after that period where White Dwarf just became the, you know, Games Workshop trumpet magazine, yeah, that I kind of understand, but even, I don't know, I just, in YouTube and all these independent media types that have just continued on this thing associated with amazing positivity associated with all these games, well, My Rules Are Better isn't about that. It's about saying, hey, I like the figures, don't necessarily like the rules. Let's talk about the rules. Let's talk about redoing the rules in a format which is all very mature and not likely to digress very rapidly. Anyway, so maybe that topic with Barney and maybe half a dozen other topics. (laughs) As I flail my hands and I hit some post-apocalyptic scenery, this is another good segue into what I wanted to talk about. My podcasting room is currently a bomb site. Try as I might to create any semblance of order through this thing. And truth be told, I'm actually getting stuff out. I'm actually donating a bunch of stuff to charity and what have you. But things that have just annoyed me, like blister packs. Far too many blister packs. The table, the podcasting table, is littered with blister packs. I've broken open a bunch. I've got a bunch of stuff to send on to people. It's just, i got to work through this thing. Shelving is an important part of this While I was working on the room, one of the shelves, the bookshelves broke, subtly. So I've ordered a bunch of new shelving. Going to hopefully get everything stacked and racked and packed and just out of the general remit. I have a bed in my podcasting room, and the aim is to get the bed, this has been the aim over multiple weeks, to get the bed usable as a bed once again. Because to take a nap in the afternoon, I used to to put on Rumpole or the Bailey, sit back, watch that on my laptop that had a DVD drive at the time and just nap to rumple the Bailey on a Sunday afternoon. Nothing was quite as good as that. 
And unfortunately, as it is currently, it's got less stuff on it, but it's got miniature cases, some books, some plastic kind of cases with various other things, and a bunch of blister packs. Just clear this thing out. And I might even do a video tour. That's what I'm working towards, the video tour of the podcasting room to actually explain in all its nuanced detail what this space is about. If nothing more, just to really identify the kind of hoarding pack rat I really am. Moving that aside, rule systems. So, as you know, I had this thing cut out of my chest. I've been a little under the weather of late. It's fixed some of my irascibility, but other things have just become confusing to me. In parallel to this, the web, I don't know what we'll call it, the main name registrar that I've used for, well, since 1997. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the many years? And literally, as it is now, I have about 120-odd domains. Yes, I pack rat in domains as well. Anyway, this thing, they froze me out of my account. I registered some .io domains at the beginning of the end. And I've spent a good portion of time, and this includes literally this very podcast, MyRulesAreBetter.com, or one of these domains that I'm trying to get back so I can breathe again and not have to worry myself about not having access to these things or them getting unregistered. Anyway, let's take a portion of my time too. Let's talk about the rules. So what I've been doing through this period of recuperation, as I've alluded to in previous podcasts, is packing miniatures, reading white dwarves, and also privately writing software. And one of the things that interests me, and this comes from a period of time, I have a series of patents, 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 as they say in this part of the world, 32 of which eight have been given exemplary patent status. In the field of, and maybe you might understand this because I lived in Las Vegas for a period of time, casino gaming. So I, while I'm not a gambling man, I lived in Las Vegas for a period of time and through a series of factors, mainly having a house and having a company that disappeared and a bunch of other things, I ended up working for a company that, you know, had connections to casino gaming. And through that period of time, I file, like I said, 32 patents, of which eight are now lauded, I don't know what one calls them, niche patents. Anyway, so through my time doing this, a large portion of this thing is about probability and probabilistic math and understanding mapping probabilistic math onto games here, with the view that there is a possibility for the person to actually win the games. And that has to be proven at a governmental level. So in my background, I have this thing, period of, I don't know, feels like a year and a half. It's probably longer than that, let me think. Lost the job in 2009, got the job in the Bay Area 2011. So two years. Is it two years, two and a half years? Maybe two and a half years of doing this thing. Now, part of that was going to the regulator here in Reno, Nevada, and actually going through the mechanics of these things. Now, it was associated with something different, but through doing what I was doing in Reno, Nevada, I understood what regulated gaming meant, which meant you had to prove all these things mathematically, they all had to be audited, all this kind of stuff. So I take, you wonder, what am I talking about with regards to this podcast? Okay, so I take this perspective on regulated gaming, and I looked at wargaming in particular, and I think if a company like Games Workshop doesn't invest in computer simulation, now this could be spreadsheets, this could be programming languages, this could be anything, with regards to validating their rule systems, they're probably going to encounter some trouble out in the tournament space. They may not do this. They may not do this at all. But I've posited in this podcast and, and on other occasions that the true intellectual property that you will never hear about 
from a company like Games Workshop is this kind of simulation of their rule system. So as I was working through the October skirmish rules, I thought what I really need to do is codify this rule system in something that I can release open source, because I'm already working on source code vast quantities of after hours time. And I need to codify in source code the rule system to explain to others what specific rules mean if they're run. And I thought rather than starting with October Skirmish, because that's a thing in and of itself, why not go back to the Just Plain Chaos rules and codify that with the view that once you have a physical description of dice, rolling of dice, but also the strange probabilities. So for example, a headshot in Just Plain Chaos is two sixes, which is actually a one in 36 chance of this thing occurring. The probability is not, you know, one in 12. It's actually one in 36. But if you start mapping these probabilities and doing it in a software sense, you actually get an ability to say, if you play this game 10,000 times, what are the outcomes going to be? And it becomes from a simulation problem, almost like a, a, an applied mathematics problem. You might think this is a very long and labored way to actually prove a rule system, but I think it's a fascinating way of describing a rule system and you get a bonus here. This thing is open source, but if you wanted to make a just plain chaos video game, for example, it would all be there. So the intellectual property that Games Workshop has been able to utilize and leverage most interestingly is in the technology space with regards to obviously the Total War series on one side, but also all those different permutations of Dawn of War with, you know, all the different factions. And I think part of that rests in the fact that some aspect of what they've done has been in software. So doing this in an open source game space forces some degree of narrative or some degree of interest around how these game systems can be play tested to extremes. So what I'm going to do, and I'm nearly there, I've gotten parts of some of the software together, I'm just assembling it as one does, is to put this online. And obviously we are talking about two listeners, three listeners, maybe not a huge number of listeners. But as this thing grows, the percentage of our listeners that are interested in this will remain constant, but the, the number of listeners will grow accordingly. And my view is by starting this thing and also having an audio resource around it, moving the October skirmish rules into something that I can not only play test, but also simulate over many different cycles, many different conditions, many different possibilities. Get out of that the potential for a point structure, which I think really, if Games Workshop doesn't have a point structure that's based on computer mathematical simulation, you really have to wonder what they're actually doing. And, you know, these kind of notions with the view that modern day games should be, if they're not in reality, if I'm not speaking to anything in the real world, this comes through my experiences, as I've said in Reno. But if they're not doing this kind of deep simulation, you really have to wonder about the nature of the rules. Maybe that's the nature of the problem. But doing this in a public sphere creates a discussion associated with if you're going to write game rules and you're serious about them, you should also think about simulating them and working out what the probabilities are. From my perspective, and obviously this is my very particular perspective, having this ability is something which is really critical because, sadly, I don't have that many game players. But writing this in software translates it into something where I can have an infinite, potentially, number of game players over a long period of time. 
and see how subtle rule changes, which is what I'm going to bring back to you. It isn't just going to be me coding in the dark here, folks. What I'm going to bring back to you is how subtle rule changes perturb results over time. One benefit that you get from this. In addition to this thing, I am obviously going to continue to record podcasts and provide updates and talk about this. So it's a slight detour for the October skirmish rules, but I think the net benefit of this, particularly in discourse around how you create these kind of games, is probably going to be very positive. So humor me this, if you can, because I think what comes out of this will probably be very topical and worthy of ongoing discussion. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.